Welcome to the America's Workforce Radio Podcast, the flagship production of the American Workers Radio and Podcast Network, where organized labor and its never-ending fight to protect the rights of the American worker come first. Now, presented by LIUNA, Laborers International Union of North America, here's your host, Ed Flash Ferens. Uber drivers strike in New York City. Finally, an agreement reached for academic workers at the University of California. And today on the show, the latest from the American Federation of Government Employees. And later, we check in with Carpenter's Local 212 in New York City. Welcome to the Wednesday, December 21st edition of America's Workforce, where we are available on at least six platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, and Stitcher. Two guests on the show today, Arnold Scott, longtime contributor to America's Workforce on behalf of the American Federation of Government Employees, one of our many proud sponsors on the show, AFGE.org, national website. Arnold serves as the union's District 6 National Vice President. And uh, this is perfect timing to wrap up 2022. Activism Wins is the uh, the title of the press release posted on the national website. And uh, some of the highlights of this year, pretty incredible. AFGE got its growth motor running this year with positive months of growth, setting us up for a very, very good 2023. We beat our monthly goal of organizing 3,500 new members a month except for January. We also won exciting new organizing campaigns, pushing our year-end membership higher than we were at the beginning of the year. We ended November with 281,661 members compared to 281,045 in January. In October, we had the highest net growth, a gain of 677 members. Highest growth since 2015. Other things we're going to delve into, an AFGE back bill granting full retirement benefits to first responders and law enforcement officers injured on the job, passed Congress, and has become law. Another union back bill became law expanding health care benefits for veterans exposed to toxic burn pits and providing funding and training for workers needed to process these new claims. And there's going to be plenty of those, believe me. Also, this was huge. AFGE defeated the VA Closure Commission. We spent a lot of time on that one. And there was a lot of support on that, especially along with the American Legion and uh, a number of other veterans groups. That was a huge one. How about this one? A 4.6 pay raise for federal workers next year. Also, the Department of Education agreed to refund lost union dues, ditch and impose contract, and restore payroll dues deduction, among other things. And there's others, countless cases involving discrimination, wrongful termination, and other injustices, including a case in which the Bureau of Prisons' local president was awarded three hundred thousand dollars in compensatory damages there's more and we're going to talk about all of that 
And we'll take a look at uh, 2023 with uh, Arnold Scott on behalf of the American Federation of Government Employees. Our second guest on the show today is Sam Caraballoso. Sam is the president of Carpenter's Local 212, based in New York City. Website is lu212.com. And when you bring up the word carpenter, what's the first thing you think of? You think of working with wood, right? Not this case. Sam and his crew are concrete carpenters. We'll explain what that's all about. In the last five years, Local 212 completed more than 48 million square feet of cast-in-place reinforced concrete superstructures, whether a podium structure, mid-rise, high-rise, luxury residence, or associated parking facility, Local 212 Concrete Carpenters, with their affiliated contractors, are experienced in providing all levels of service from foundation packages and total package services to design-build services. Working together productively, safely, and respectfully with all our contractors, owners, and developers. Working honestly, with integrity, in all that we do. And that's uh, the mission of Local 212. We'll talk about the uh, the high-rises in New York City, safety and construction, very, very important, and the challenges. They're relatively uh, new local. So uh, Sam will be talking about that and more as our second guest on the show. Now for a brief look into the world of labor, this segment brought to you by the good people at Boyd Watterson Asset Management. You can find more at boydwatterson.com. Uber drivers in the Big Apple went on a 24-hour strike on Monday after the company sued to block pay raises scheduled to take effect this week. This is according to the uh, Taxi Workers Alliance Union, which advocates for some 21,000 taxi and rideshare drivers in the city. Now, the raises, which were approved, by the New York City Taxi and Limousine Commission last month, were scheduled to increase driver pay by up to 18 cents per mile for an average yearly boost of $3,800 per driver. Now, in a legal complaint filed against the TLC, Uber called the rates dramatic, unprecedented, and unsupported. So, a federal judge temporarily halted the pay increase because of Uber's suit. Comment here from the executive director of the New York Taxi Workers Alliance saying, make no mistake, we're not crying in a corner. We're ready to fight the small-hearted pettiness of a billionaire company that just doesn't want to see its workers survive. The union stated that It surpassed over 5,000 drivers taking part in the strike, and that did not include customer boycotts. In response, Uber appeared to attempt to coax some workers to cross the picket line with surging bonus pay throughout the city. Boy, that's a fight. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, New York City is probably the taxi capital of the world. It really is. And uh, there's a tug of war going on between the Taxi Alliance and Uber for quite some time. And finally, some years, they've 
figured out, you know what, we're all in this boat together. Let's work together. And that's exactly what happened with this 24-hour strike on Monday. Well, we finally got some good news out of California. Talk about a historic strike. This has been going on for, my gosh, almost six weeks now. Tens of thousands of academic workers at the University of California system finally secured a tentative agreement with their employer. The deal, which comes more than five weeks into the largest higher education strike in American history, reportedly includes major breakthroughs for the union. UAW members at UC began voting on the tentative agreement just yesterday. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, we've been uh, on this strike. We even talked about it with uh, Desiree Hoffman on behalf of the United Auto Workers, which has been doing really, really well organizing at college campuses for uh, academic student researchers, adjunct faculty. And you have to keep in mind, especially the adjuncts, they make maybe $25,000 a year. And think about tuition. I mean, tuition doesn't even come close to that for the first year at the University of California. Just over a year ago, Electrical Workers Local 194's business manager, Brent Moreland, signed a memorandum of understanding with the North Louisiana chapter of the National Electrical Contractors Association, and it was aimed at helping ensure that all single-family home construction within the local's jurisdiction will go to workers represented by the union. In the past few years, booming business interest in Shreveport, Shreveport, Louisiana, has been keeping the locals nearly 600 members busy. So Brent said our market share is now 60%, and that includes all of the journeymen, wiremen, in the local's jurisdiction, which covers the seven parishes in Louisiana's northwest corner. He says we we have consistently had one of the highest market shares in the region. This is pretty significant because it's not too often that you got union contractors involved in single-family home construction. It just doesn't happen. But this guy is making it happen. Brent Moreland, this is one guy to watch, local uh, 194, the IBEW. Let's now go to uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, where professional musicians who are members of the Fort Wayne Philharmonic Players Association, this would be AFM Local 58, went on strike last week as their contract campaign with orchestra management heats up. AFM members are demanding fair wages and better working conditions after making significant sacrifices during the pandemic. Campbell McDonald is the Players Association chair, and he said in a press release, Fort Wayne Philharmonic's board and management seeks to carry forth with unacceptable rates of pay for musicians, fewer concerts, and a drastically reduced presence in our community. He added that musicians are unified in their resolve. And one more here before we break. Visual effects or VFX artists who specialize in high-skilled animation for film and television often deal with very unreasonable working conditions and low wages as they pursue their careers. Well, now they're aiming to fix that by organizing with IATSE. 
International Association of Theatrical Stage Employees. The artists face chronic understaffing, low pay, and demands from producers like Marvel Studios, which is making a pretty good buck, I might add. To inform the workers' organizing campaign, the union launched a rates and conditions study for artists this week. VFX is integral to almost every film and TV production made today, yet the workers who make VFX possible are among the only film and TV workers not represented by a union. That comment from Mark Patch, who's an IATSE organizer. He went on to say, knowing our worth is an essential step toward building a more sustainable industry. All right. We're going to take a break. Arnold Scott, on behalf of the American Federation of Government Employees, coming up next. This is America's Workforce. It takes Lyuna to build North America's infrastructure. From roads and bridges to schools and skyscrapers, the men and women of Lyuna, the Laborers International Union of North America, build the projects we depend on. From constructing the Freedom Tower on the site of the former World Trade Center to untangling Washington, D.C.'s congested interstate, Lyuna members do the work that matters. Find out what it takes to be built by Lyuna at lyuna.org. That's L-I-U-N-A dot org. We're the nurses, firefighters, and claims representatives that help keep our government services running. We respond to natural disasters. We care for our nation's veterans. And we investigate discrimination in the workplace. We are federal and D.C. government workers. And we are proud to serve the American people. Working in more than 70 agencies across the government, we know we can fulfill our mission because our union has our back. Learn more at AFGE.org. Paid for by the American Federation of Government Employees, AFL-CIO. There is unity and strength for workers. We are the USW. We are the USW. The The United United Steelworkers. The largest industrial union in North America. We represent 850,000 members in In the the U.S., US, Canada, Canada, and and the the Caribbean. Caribbean. We work in metals, rubber, chemicals, paper, oil refining, atomic energy, and the service sector. We are steel workers, standing strong and fighting for what's right. Hi, this is Liz Schuler, president of the AFL-CIO, and I am a huge fan of Flash and America's Workforce Radio and Podcast. Union members need to be heard. Reliable and convenient union voting has never been more important than it is now. Make voting easy for your membership by working with survey and ballot systems. SBS offers encrypted and monitored solutions that ensure your elections are accurate and accessible for every member through mail-in, online, and in-person voting. Visit surveyandballotsystems.com and take the next step in getting secure and auditable elections. Now, back to America's Workforce. Here's Ed Flash Ferens. And remember, you can check us out on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. That would be AWF Union Podcast. Make sure you get the word union there. And remember, if you like a show, please share that show. We count all the uh, downloads. And obviously, going into the new year, we'd like to grow the show. It's important that we get the workers' perspective, and that's what this show is all about. Next year will be 30 years for America's workforce, 25 for me as hosting it. And keep in mind, everything is posted on awfpodcast.com. All right, let's go to Indianapolis, Indiana right now. And joining us on line number one is Mr. Arnold Scott, who's been on the show a number of times, and he's here 
on behalf of the American Federation of Government Employees, proud sponsor, one of the many proud sponsors of America's Workforce, national website AFGE.org. Arnold serves as District 6 National President. Arnold, welcome back to the show. And I, I was talking a few minutes ago about all the wins for this year. And I tell you, th- this is good to report on because <laughs> it wasn't too long ago. Things were not that good. And uh, I'm not going to get into that. I want to look forward. I want to talk about what we accomplished this year. But uh, welcome back to America's Workforce. I'm just going to turn it over to you because uh, let's start off with uh, with growing the union membership let's start right there arnold go ahead well you know flash uh it has been a great year for afge because it, as everybody knows uh during the COVID, uh afge was losing thirty five thousand members a month and uh we turned that around this year and for the first time in several years afge at the end of the year had a game we actually started with more members i mean we we ended with more members than what we had at the beginning of the year so uh that that was fantastic for AFGE um when we were losing 35,000 members a month so uh we're elated with that uh actually what what we did was we ended November with 281,661 members compared to when we started in January with January with 281,045 members. So that's a that's a great gain for AFGE. And in October we had the highest net growth, a gain of 677 members since 2015. So. Uh, we're excited about that, and you know we're looking into going to twenty twenty three and continuing that growth now your goal for this year was organizing thirty five hundred new members a month, and we have to keep in mind you know every month there's people that retire, so you gotta you gotta really work hard to keep up with that. Uh, is true. that the sa- is that the same goal for next year or are you gonna boost that maybe get up to four thousand a month? Uh, well, we're gonna take it as high as we can as we can get it. Uh, our goal would be probably thirty five thousand, uh, but we're gonna continue trying to get whatever we can get. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. And I know this district is committed to growing, and uh, we're one of the few districts that's really uh, been growing this year. And your district, District Six, that's Indiana, Ohio, and Ohio what else? And Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. All right, Arnold, I have to ask you, uh, let's talk about District 6, uh, the growth here, and and how this is being accomplished. What do you attribute? What did you do this year to make this all happen? Well, I think what we did was we got the locals involved in it. Uh, I think the locals have been more committed to organizing this year than I've seen them in a long time. some of my locals, uh, like when they have the new employees orientation, I mean, they're doing new employees orientation and they signing up something like 90 to 95% of the new employees that come into these agencies. So we're elated with that. 
uh, and 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 the locals have taken ownership of it. It's kind of like it's a pride thing with them. So uh, we're happy about that. Well, you should be. Yeah, that's really good. Now, was this coming from the top? You uh, you got Mr. Everett Kelly as your national president. Was this part of his game plan looking at this oh. year? And, and keep in mind, too, you know, with the pandemic, it changed everything. Unions obviously in vogue now. Big favorability. It's over 70%, according to Gallup. Is that all part of the equation here that we're talking about? Oh, yes, that's all a part of the equation. And I can tell you, uh, National President Kelly, uh, he was the one who came out with this plan, and uh, he inspired everybody to get involved. And he talked to, I mean, he had, like, weekly calls almost, it seemed like, with the locals telling them where we were at and communicating with them. And uh, it really is really paid off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really worked. Now, how many districts are there? You're in District 6. How many districts? And I'm bringing this up because you said District 6 is, is doing really, really well. And I'm wondering here, aren't is there a little competition going on saying, hey, District 6 has so many members, new members here. What about District 1? What about District 2? Any of that going well, on there's right always now? There's always competition amongst us, you know, because everybody's trying to figure out uh, exactly how many members do I have to have so I can pass this district? Uh, uh, what do I need to do? Uh, uh-huh. So, it's, yeah, there's competition. Strict <laughs> 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 competition. <laughs> and we love it. Yeah, no rest, though, going right into 2023. We just got to keep the momentum going there. Well, that that is right. one of one of many highlights for uh, 2022 let's let's talk about a couple of other things and and these are all posted on the national website in 2022 activism wins and it's so important you you get results by what you put into it and obviously working hard has paid huge dividends for your members here let's talk about yeah let's talk about what's going on in the halls of congress here and uh, one of them is a bill granting full retirement benefits to first responders and law enforcement officers injured on the job. Can you give us some uh, specs on this? And apparently this this is now in law, in, has now become law? Yeah, AFG worked real hard to get that legislation passed, uh, you know, to uh, grant our full, full retirement benefits to the first-time responders and law enforcement officers, too. Uh, that was a major accomplishment for AFG, and it was a lot of hard work, but we got it done. Uh, you know, I, I think, what, to me, one of the big things that we did is uh, this uh, burn pit thing. I mean, mm-hmm. AFG was instrumental in uh, passing a law that uh, takes care of veterans that that were affected by the burn pits. If you remember, there, I mean, there's been a lot of discussion on that on the over the burn pits. Uh, as a matter of fact, the president uh, what raised that as an issue uh, when he first came in. So, mm-hmm. AMG worked with legislators to uh, get that piece of legislation passed too. So we've done a lot of good things 
uh, I think uh, another piece of legislation that was a major, major accomplishment for AFG, if everybody remembers, they wanted to shut down all the VA hospitals. Mm-hmm. They wanted to close a bunch of VA hospitals, not all of them, but it, it just seemed like all of them. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them, and, right. Uh, AFGE engaged in that fight, and that was over the Heirs Commission. And we won that battle, uh, keeping the VA hospitals open. Uh, and, I mean, that was a major accomplishment for AFGE. And it was a major accomplishment for all the vets because I can tell you as I went to uh, down to Chillicothe, Ohio, and uh, Senator met with Senator Brown on numerous occasions. Uh, I mean, it, it was a, it was an accomplishment for the vets when you sat there and you listened to the stories and and the concerns that the vets had. That was a major accomplishment on AFG's part. So uh, we, uh, I mean, we've done a lot of good things. Oh yeah, uh, there's so year. many. So many. Yeah, Senator Brown is just a fighter in so many ways. In so many ways. We're so happy happy to have him on our side. No doubt about that. You know, uh, why don't you refresh our listeners on that? That was a heck of a fight, and we covered it extensively here on the show. In fact, I talked to Senator Brown about that, and uh, and it got ugly toward the end there. I mean, there were some senators that didn't want to do it. it, it just And then John Stewart got involved in that. It, it became a major, major story, but finally it it passed Congress and Biden signed it into law. But weren't they using data that was not current to close these? Uh, yeah, that these was VA a part hospitals? of it. They were using data that wasn't current, and 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 you know, uh, like down at Chillicothe, one of the things that they was doing is uh, they were they had buildings down there that were old. And they needed to be tore down, and the the they were asking for them to be tore down, but they wouldn't grant the approval to tear them down. But then they were taking pictures of those old buildings and using those to say that the facility was dilapidated and 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 all kind of crazy stuff. Uh, <laughs> I mean it, but. You know, I'm glad that we won that because that was a big-time win uh, for the veterans down in that area because as I listened to them pour their heart out and talk about what that facility meant to them, I mean, uh, it was just just something. I'm proud that we were a part of that. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Yeah, let's just move forward in 2023. There's a lot more to cover here. Arnold Scott joining us from the American Federation of Government Employees. I want to talk about the pay raise that's slated for next year. Uh, Pro-worker candidates winning. We like that. A bill expanding paid family leave. There's a lot of wins for government workers. We'll cover all that. Later in the show, we're going to check in with the Concrete Carpenters in New York City. Back in a few minutes. This is America's Workforce. More shows available at awfradio.com. It takes Lyuna to power North America with affordable energy. 
The men and women of Layuna, the Laborers International Union of North America, have the skills needed to build and maintain oil, natural gas, nuclear, solar, and wind projects that are shaping America's energy future. From new energy tech to retrofitted facilities, Layuna members do it all. Find out what it takes to be powered by Layuna at Layuna.org. That's L-I-U-N-A dot org. America's Workforce is sponsored in part by Boyd Watterson Asset Management, LLC. Find out more about our investment solutions tailored to meet the needs of Taft-Hartley funds at BoydWatterson.com. The United Steelworkers of America represent over 70,000 workers in the state of Ohio. Steelworker members enjoy the benefits of some of the best contracts of any workers in the world. Many of your friends, neighbors, and relatives are members of one of the most effective Democratic unions in our country. With the pressures unorganized workers are under in today's economy, you need to join them. So call the Steelworkers Organizing Office at 216-292-5683 or toll free at 1-800-443-3752. The AFL-CIO is a proud sponsor of America's Workforce Radio. United by efforts to raise wages, listeners to this show and workers all across America are beginning to turn a corner and drive the economic debate. The AFL-CIO is comprised of 12.5 million working people, but we stand with and fight for everyone who is working for a better life. For more information about our Raising Wages agenda, go to AFLCIO.org. America's Workforce appreciates our sponsor, the Columbus Central Ohio Building and Construction Trades Council, who represents more than 18,000 workers from 19 affiliated local unions and district councils. Now, back to Ed Flash Ferrance with America's Workforce. And remember, you can check us out on at least six platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, and Stitcher. And when you get an opportunity, just sign up and receive our shows on a regular basis and give us a rating. We always appreciate those five-star ratings, so please keep them coming. Quick plug here for the AFL-CIO. They've been hitting this every day with email blasts. The 2023 AFL-CIO Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Civil and Human Rights Conference will be held next month in Washington. As we have seen over the past several years, there's a lot of work left to be done to advance civil and human rights both across the country and inside our own labor movement. We hope you'll join us for this engaging, inspiring, and educational conference and you can find more and register. You can do that right now at themlkconference.org, themlkconference.org. Let's go back to our live line, rejoin Arnold Scott, who is with the American Federation of Government Employees, afge.org. Arnold serves as District 6 National Vice President. District 6 is Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. Very successful district when it comes to organizing. We talked about that. Well, Mr. Scott, you got to be feeling pretty good about going into next year. I see that you finally got a pay raise for federal workers. That was another accomplishment for 2022. What is it, 4.6%? Is that right? Yeah, 4.6%. And, and you know, so that everybody, so we can go back and talk a little about, bit about, uh, where we been and where we headed. Everybody knows that uh, under the Trump administration, you was talking about budget. I mean, you were talking about cuts in pay and freezes in pay. And and then uh, we get a president in, and this just goes to show you that elections matter. Uh-huh. Uh, we get a president in who's uh, 
committed to working with the workers. And uh, we come up, I mean, we get a 2%, and and now we had a 4.6%. Wow, 4.6 is not what we uh, had, what we started out with. 4.6 was a compromise, and uh, that's the biggest raise that federal employees have gotten in a long time. And uh, while AFG is happy about the 4.6, I can tell you uh, next year we'll be trying to raise that even more. So there you go. Uh, AFG is 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 on the move, and and we're working uh, on behalf of the federal employees. And 4.6 is is a great pay raise for federal workers. It's the largest one they've gotten in a long time. So that is for 2023. That's just That's one 2023, year. 2023, right. Gotcha. Okay. All right. We'll see what we can do for 2024. And I, I would imagine well, you're already working on that, right? Yeah, because, you know, uh, uh, these pay raises are, are not something. I mean, there's something that you got to work with Congress and uh, get the president to sign. So, uh, it's it's four point six is a good pay raise for federal workers. Arnold, you mentioned uh, something that caught my attention. You said uh, elections matter, and I can't tell you how many times I reference that slogan on the show because it's important that you know the candidates and you back the right candidates and you get the right policies in place for workers. And you have done that over the years. Um, well, the midterm elections. I'm I'm reading that your national union mounted a large midterm program to elect pro-worker candidates and one big. And I guess uh, there was a victory in your district. What was it, in southern Ohio? Can you speak to that? Yes, it was. It was uh, we defeated uh, Congressman Shadbett, who was a anti-federal uh, worker candidate. And, and for years he had been in that seat. And uh, we helped to elect a candidate who uh, – who will support federal workers uh, on that issue? It's just it was a great victory. It was one that some people wasn't even expecting, but we we knew it was doable, and we worked to, <laughs> yeah, to make yeah. it happen. Those are the best kind, especially when you didn't think you were going to win and you won. So that yeah, that was a huge accomplishment. Surprised a whole lot of people there, and I'm here. I'm hearing good things about that candidate. Very worker friendly tied to unions yeah. so that's good yes. that that's what we yes. want uh, uh, as a matter of fact uh, when i was in washington dc uh about a month ago uh we met with him for the first time myself and the local president pam brown uh in cincinnati and and uh he's committed to working with us and uh doing some good things for federal workers so we look forward to working with him. And then we go to the U.S. Supreme Court. Talk to me about Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson. That was a huge win, wasn't you, it? You know, yes, yes, yes. I am so, so happy uh, that we won uh, and that we got uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson elected to the Supreme Court. I mean that was a that was a major major fight, uh, but you know uh, she she has been a 
justice for working working people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so happy that we got her on the court. And I'm so happy that the president kept his commitment that he was going to uh, get a black female into that position. Right. And she is, I'm telling you, she is more than qualified for that position. No doubt. And <laughs> no doubt. I'm just so happy that she's on that court and uh, she's already making a difference. So. Arnold, while we're talking about politics, how do you feel about uh, the 2023? Now the, the House will be in uh, Republican hands, but the Senate still in uh, in Democratic control. How do you feel about that moving forward? Well, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about it. Uh while uh, you know, we we got the Senate and we got the presidency. Uh we lost the house. But, you know, I stop and think about what was being projected and how uh they were gonna sweep the Republicans were gonna sweep the uh the House and the Senate, and the, the sh- for us to have a one vote uh, margin in the Senate and not lose the Senate, and in the House is only something like four votes difference. Uh, I'm happy with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that we can get some good things done, and I'm hoping that uh, this Republican uh, House doesn't spend a bunch of time time doing investigations and wasting the taxpayers' money and that they accomplish something for the, uh, for the taxpayers. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why the red wave didn't happen, because this president, passed a number of very good policies. I mean, a lot of good policies. American Rescue Plan, Infrastructure, CHIPS Act, Inflation Reduction Act. These are policies that are needed. These are policies that the American people wanted. And that's what they want. They don't want the the fighting. Come Stop the fighting. Let's get work done. All right, one more here. One more here. A bill expanding paid family leave for D.C. government workers is on its way to become law. That's that's a huge win, right? Can we uh, can we get into some details? Yes, there? it is. Yes, it is. Uh, while you know we won it for federal workers, uh, the D.C. workers were uh, left out, and this will this will bring them in line with the uh, with the federal workers. So. Uh, that's a that's a huge win for the uh, D.C. workers. All good stuff. Arnold Scott, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. How many years now with, uh, with AFGE? Well, Flash, I've been a national vice president for going on 25 years now. And uh, prior to that, I was a national rep for four years, so. Uh, that's 20, 29 years almost on, on just staff. And then prior to that, I was a local president for six years. So there you go. So I've been, I've been around for a long time. And you still got a lot of fire in your belly, don't you, buddy? 
Oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for the fight, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for next year. <laughs> and looking forward to doing bigger and better things, you know. I love it. I love it. Arnold Scott, District Six National Vice President, American Federation of Government Employees, proud sponsor of America's Workforce, AFGE dot O R G. You take care. You enjoy the holiday. You deserve it, man. You worked hard this year. You know, take some time off for yourself. Get ready for the next year, and I'm sure we'll be talking a whole lot more in 2023. Okay, brother? Well, thank you, Flash. And, you know, uh, happy holidays to you and your family. And, uh, you know, I'm uh, going to talk with the national president about what we talked about and see Mm -hmm. if I can't get him to do that for you. There you go. Everett Kelly. Yeah, let's let's try to get him on in January to talk – about 2023 and beyond. Good stuff there. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to check in with Carpenter's Local 212 in New York City. Back in a few minutes. You're listening to America's Workforce with Ed Flash Ferens. It takes Layuna to keep America running. Over 70,000 public employees are part of Layuna, the Laborers International Union of North America delivering critical services such as health care and emergency response, as well as maintaining roads and sanitation systems. Even the National Postal Mail Handlers Union, representing over 47,000 U.S. postal workers, is affiliated with LIUNA. Find out what it takes for LIUNA to keep America running at LIUNA.org. That's L-I-U-N-A dot org. The Heat and Frost Insulators and Allied Workers are proud to be a title sponsor for America's Workforce Radio. The Insulators Union is leading the way in the mechanical insulation industry, fire stopping, and infectious disease control. Regarded as North America's energy conservation specialist, these professionals are known for their professional work and dedication. You can learn more about the Insulators Union at insulators.org. Hello from the Communication Workers of America, District 4. We are a labor union representing a vast array of workers in different industries, including the Association of Flight Attendants, Telecommunications, CWA Passenger Services, Public Health Care, and Education Workers, the IUE, CWA Industrial Division, the National Association of Broadcast Employees, the CWA News Guild, not to mention our growing digital sector, and many others. If you're interested in organizing your work group or learning more about what it means to be CWA strong, visit our website at www.cwad4.org. That's cwad4.org. America's Workforce Radio is sponsored in part by the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, District Council 6, representing painters, glazers, drywall finishers, and sign and display industry workers. They remind you that belonging to a union is your right as an American. Now, back to America's Workforce. Here's Ed Flash Ferens. And don't forget, you can check us out on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. That would be AWF Union Podcast. AWF Union Podcast. By the way, this next segment brought to you in part by the Ohio Federation of Teachers. You can find more at oh.aft.org. And if you missed uh, yesterday's show, just go to awfpodcast.com. We had the president of the OFT, Melissa Cropper, on. She's one of our regulars. Right now, though, let's go to New York City. And joining us on line number two, I hope I pronounce this name correctly, Sam 
Karabayovso. <laughs> yeah, very good. good did job. I do okay, did I do okay did, on that? <laughs> you did pretty good. You did pretty okay. good. Okay. Yeah. Sam is the uh, president of Local 212. Website is lu212.com. And this local has about 750 members, and they are concrete carpenters. All right, Sam, I'm going to let you explain what a concrete carpenter does. Because when I think of a carpenter, I think of uh, working with wood. So explain that part to me. Go ahead. Okay. Now, what we do is we specialize in high-rise structures, all the concrete structures in New York City. Yeah, uh, it's the type of work we try to go for. We build forms traditionally; they were made out of wood. Okay. But now, some of the forms are actually manufactured with steel, uh, different grades of steel, different types of connection points. Some use clamps, some use bolts. So, anything above street level is what we do. We build the forms. Uh, lathers put the steel in. Concrete masons and laborers pour the concrete. Uh, we strip those. And we move it on to the next floor. So basically any structure. Now, we're Mm -hmm. also able to take care of anything above the ground that requires carpenter form work of any type. So if it's a structure made of, like, what they have, uh, mass timber, we would also be responsible for that kind of work. I see. So that's what we do when we specialize in anything above the street, basically. So that's going to take some uh, specialization, some skills there. Can you talk to me about your apprenticeship program and, and how extensive the training is to, to get to that level? Well, we'll start with the needs of safety. Um, everyone who comes into an apprentice program, they have to do their SST-40 in New York City's requirement. It's basically your OSHA-30 uh, plus an eight-hour fall and fall prevention of fall uh, guarding, mm-hmm. let's say, to prevent anyone from falling, giving them awareness of how to use their harness, uh, opening, shaft ways, anything that might become an, a, a danger to them. Then right. with that, there's a two-hour drug and alcohol prevention class. Um, they don't take you to the bar, like many people think. It's an awareness of how to protect yourself from those things, um, not to use any drugs or alcohol on a job. is self-explanatory that way yeah but those are the things that required for the sst40 now along with that we have a very robust apprenticeship program which takes four years plus a fifth year so we get our apprentices from our training center now i have to explain where we get our apprentices from we're part of a district which is nine locals combined um local 20 staten island local 157 in manhattan bronx the local 45 in Queens, the local 926 in Brooklyn. Those four are the general uh, carpenters. Then we have the specialty, which is the 740, which are the mill rights, uh, 2790 uh, cabinet makers and, and machine shop people. Mm-hmm. Then we have also the floor covers, which is 2287, and timbermen and dock builders, 1556, and ourselves. Our pool of apprentices are let's say um, our candidates come from a pool. They get to choose which local they would like to work with. Once they're in the program, the first year is basically working on the tools after they get the SST-40 and then the specialized training they need. For example, in high-rise and in 1556, 
they need to learn how to erect and dismantle scaffolding. Mm-hmm. So that's something that our our apprentices get first because that will help them be more safe on the job. Then as the years go on, the apprenticeship gets a little bit more difficult and the responsibilities on the job that they're on also become more more difficult. You're getting to learn the craft, basically. Mm-hmm. So a lot goes into uh, the training on there, and we're talking some serious high rises in New York. So I, I understand the safety is uh, is number one, right? Correct, and that's why they have to have um, the basics before they're out on the job. So their first week of school is all safety, safety orientations, um, awareness programs, just to give them enough to protect themselves. Uh, we like to say we, training allows you to get experience. Mm-hmm. So you need a little bit of training so you can start to get experience. If you don't know how to protect yourself, you're not going to make it. Right. Right. So we have to make sure that they're not only protected with knowing what safety uh, features they have to look out for, the pitfalls, but also enough skills so that the people who hire them, the companies that are contracted with us, will say, okay, this guy has what it takes. I'm going to keep this guy and train him more. Mm-hmm. So, Sam, you uh, you have, again, about 750 members, relatively new local. How, how old is your local, by the way? We're six years this past June. We're working on year seven now. Yeah. there's There's got to be some challenges because so you're so new, right? Correct. There's, the challenges are, um, one, getting known in the area and in the industry, um, challenges with just having a small local, uh, affording certain things, um, being able to pay for everything that we want, the wish list, and the things that we need. So right now we're doing well with the things that we need. We are in a position now where we're looking for an expansion on how to grow the local. That's what we're working on now. Yeah, yeah, working on organizing then, right? Well, thankfully, being part of a district council, we're not alone in that. Um, the district council has uh, organizers whose specific mission is to help the locals uh, grow and also to organize the work for the entire district for all nine locals that we're involved with. So thankfully we have this as help. So they funnel uh, or all the new recruits through either recruitment from the non-union or through the apprenticeship program through the training center. So we have those two avenues to grow the local. Yeah. Well, when you talk about New York City, first of all, I don't even know how you could build anything else over there. I mean, it's it's so, <laughs> it's, it's so specialized populated. It's specialized cranes. That's what, <laughs> and sometimes you have to do it with small cranes or manually. But for, for the most part, it's specialized uh, uh, cranes that we use here yeah. that allow us to, to maneuver quickly. There's also you have to design the building. Uh, with that in mind, or the crane with the building in mind. So however you want to configure your crane setup to make it easier to take down later, that's how you kind of build. So you look at the design that they give us, and then you set up a plan. Now, being the fact that you're in a union-friendly town, let's be honest here. I mean, unions are pretty powerful in New York City and in a good part of New York State. That's got to make you feel pretty good, especially going into the new year, right? Well, this year, yeah, especially with some of the uh, political political actions that have changed here. So we'll see how those wins are at our backs 
and we'll try to make some more progress for the for the people of New York City. Um, we pay typically more, and we also offer benefits that the non-union cannot. And just as a consequence, you retire younger. Um, I have three and a half, three years, nine months to go before I have to make that decision of continuing working or to elect to retire. As far as Local 212, I know you're a relatively young union. You said only six years. What about the age, the uh, the average age in there? Because I know a lot of people in the trades, you see a lot of retirements like yourself. You just mentioned that. What are we What are we looking at right now at 212? We're looking at the same as all the other locals. Um, although we're a new local, we were made from all the carpenters that were doing high-rise from all the other locals. So basically anyone that had hours to qualify to do high-rise was put together into this local. So kind of now we, we're more focused on what is the need for the high-rise structures. How can we offer better training? What training? Um, how to get that training? One. And then two is specifics what type of material is the future going to be um when i first started almost everything was made out of wood now come 15 years later most of the material is metallic and they're preset so we, we have we can't cut these panels like we used to cut them before i was able to cut a wood panel and then patch it up later now with metal panels you have to lay out your job a lot tighter you have to know which panels or which size panels you need to get the job done. So those are the differences in just a little bit of time that we're we're always uh, trying to stay ahead of. All right, Sam, we're going to leave it on that note. Sam Caraballoso. Did I do that again? <laughs> that was much better. That was good. That much was better good. than the first one. Yeah. <laughs> My family would hear your name and they would turn around. They would turn around. Oh, he's calling us. Okay. They would figure out who you're talking to very, very quickly. <laughs> Sam Sam is president of uh, the Concrete Carpenters Local 212 out of New York. LU212.com is their website. You take care, my brother. It was interesting talking to you. Um, you know, keep uh, keep safe and keep moving in the right direction. You got a lot of growth to go there, especially with that young local. So keep in touch Thank in the you. new year. Okay, brother? We will. Thank you very much. You guys stay right. safe. You got it. That'll be it for another edition of America's Workforce. Tomorrow, Bill Samuel of the AFL-CIO and UA Local 4. Until then, all of you have a safe and wonderful day. That concludes another episode of the America's Workforce radio podcast. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show. America's Workforce is a production of Labor Tools and BMA Media Group. Find out more information online at labortools.com.